You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, featuring in-depth interviews with the creators and stars of the hottest shows on Broadway, off-Broadway, in London and around the country. On this episode, I'll be talking to Tracy Letts, the writer and actor who won a Tony in 2008 for his Pulitzer-winning play, August Osage County, and then another in 2013 for his performance as George in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. He's currently capping off a busy year with his newest play, The Minutes, premiering this fall at Chicago's Steppenwolf Theater, and with a role in Greta Gerwig's film Lady Bird, which is already picking up Oscar buzz after its premiere at the Telluride Film Festival. Tracy's here in the studio with me to talk about all that and more. Tracy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. 2017 has been a pretty packed year for you. You premiered a new play, Loma Vista, at Steppenwolf in the spring, and that was around the same time uh, as at the Tribeca Film Festival. Film Festival was premiering The Lovers, this movie in which you play one of the leads opposite Deborah Winger. And now this fall, you've got The Minutes and Lady Bird. How does all that happen at once? Have you been unusually busy? I don't know that I've been unusually busy. It's been a busy time. I'll tell you one reason I haven't been unusually busy. I haven't been acting on stage. And I found that acting on stage eight times a week really... uh, clogs up your schedule and uh i haven't done it in a few years now uh and i'm enjoying not acting on stage i'm enjoying the extra time i have to write mm-hmm. uh and to do a film so it's uh it it doesn't feel that busy to me let's talk a little bit about uh, your next play the the minutes which is running at steppenwolf from november 9th to december 31st it's about, as I understand it, it's about a sm- it's about small town politics at a town council meeting. But it's been described to me as very much about what's going on in national politics right now, mm. without any overt references or ever mentioning the name Donald Trump, for instance. Do you agree with that? Well, that makes it sound as if it's uh, uh, concerns itself in some ways with uh, with the immediate political uh, situation we find ourselves in. And I don't know that it does necessarily. Uh, I think it concerns itself, I hope, with uh, uh, some even larger and more historic uh, issues that we deal with as a country. It's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Uh, Usually I think about plays for a long, long time before I write them. And I was well into the play, well into my work on the play. And in fact, 
still drafting the first draft of the play when the election happened. And so for me, it was a job of work to uh, keep my blinders on and continue to write the play I set out to write and not write a play about Donald Trump. I mean, I give all credit to anybody who can write a Trump play right now in this moment, but I can't. I I think we're going to need a little perspective to be able to turn it into uh, viable uh, viable uh, art that's not simply agitprop. And what for you as you went into the minutes, what were the issues that you were interested in sort of grappling with as you Well, I guess uh, I guess in some ways how we got here. In, in other words, what are the underlying conditions uh, that make our country uh, function or fail to function as it does? <clears throat> and so, you know, I looked at the unit by which we govern. Uh, as you start to drill down into just just what are the governing bodies that we. Uh, that are supposed to be answerable to us, and what do they do? How do they function? By looking at that and then looking just at uh, the history uh, of this country, really uh, the the long history of this country, the long story of this country, which, of course, you know, involves a lot of, there's a lot of blood in the soil, and uh, I, I, I think the play deals with that. And the production of Steppenwolf has a CSI star William Peterson in the cast, mm. right? And it's directed by Anna Shapiro, who I believe this is your seventh collaboration together, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, that sounds like a lot when you say it. Like yeah, that. it does, right? <laughs> I mean, including August Osage County, for, right, you know, for instance. Right. Why is Anna the director for you when you're working on a new play? Uh, she's not always. Sometimes I work with different directors, uh, though I am, I, I'm loyal to Anna. Not, not out of, uh, not for personal reasons, though she is a friend of mine. I'm loyal to her because I really admire her uh, ability to interrogate a play. Uh, I work with a couple of really talented people, Anna and a dramaturg named Ed Sobel, who are have proven very skilled at saying to me, "It seems this is what your play is saying. Is this what you intend to say?" Uh, Anna is also great at staging she has a great way with actors uh we we've just always had a good rapport and a long history together now did you do you do a lot of working on a play as you're in rehearsal and leading up to the production do you do a lot of tinkering refining and all that stuff i do a lot normally uh a play will go through a lot of drafts and a lot of uh, workshops Uh, not a lot of workshops one one big workshop say before we go into production uh the minutes has not the Minutes is a short play. It's uh, only, I think, about 85 pages long. And uh, uh, I know some of the things I want to do with it. We didn't really feel that the workshop was warranted with this. But, yes, I will do a lot of rewrites once we're in rehearsal. I'll do rewrites throughout rehearsals, and I will do them in previews, and I will even do them after we're in production if if it's needed. There was talk of bringing the minutes right into Broadway for a little bit, but it seems like that timeline is a little bit pushed back. Do you know what the status is on that? I don't really. I mean, it might have been some of that talk might have been premature. Yeah. I mean, look, if the thing's a big fat hit in Chicago, it'll come into New York. And if it's not, it won't. Right. And, and that would have been true 
when we first talked about it, and it's certainly true now. I don't think that I don't think there's anything to change that. I suppose if you're a giant musical and you've put all the machinery in place and you've decided, oh, this is the out of town tryout before we go into New York, then you you know you're going in and you're just going to make sure you make those improvements before you go. Uh, the The landscape's very different for uh, straight play, and so if we're not ready to go, we won't go. Right. Now I have to tell you, I saw Lady Bird the other day, and I really fell in love with it. It's Greta Gerwig's debut film as a writer-director, and it's a really moving coming-of-age story set in Sacramento in 2002. It stars Saoirse Ronan, and since this is a theater podcast, I feel compelled to point out that there are a ton of theater people in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you as uh, Saoirse Ronan's father. Um, the mo- her mother is played by Laurie Metcalf, who obviously just won a Tony for Doll's House Part Two, and other people in the cast include Beanie Feldstein, who's in Hello, Dolly! on Broadway right now, and Lois Smith. Of course, it's produced by Scott Rudin, who is the busy Broadway producer of Book of Mormon and Hello, Dolly, among many, many other shows. And on top of all of that, Merrily We Roll Along plays a significant role in that film, right? <laughs> Have you seen the movie yet? Yeah, I've seen it. I yeah. saw it uh, the first public screening at Telluride. At Telluride? Yeah. yeah. And do you remember when you first got the script, what did you respond to it initially? I just thought it was great. I thought the writing was really superb. I thought it was a really personal work. Uh, I thought, I thought then, and thought when I saw the film that Greta's really just hit the sweet spot. I hesitate to call it a teen movie because that sounds minimizing in a way. Uh, but the truth is, a teen movie is a, a viable genre of film, and it's it used like, to be called a coming of age story, right, or a Billings right, Roman, or right. something like that, right? But uh, you know, when those movies really hit the sweet spot. You know it. There's something about being a teenager, being in that time of life that, of course, stays with you for all of your life. So I think that the movie appeals to uh, kids uh, who are going through it, and I think it appeals to adults who have gone through it. A very painful moment when you are transitioning from uh, being a kid to being an adult. And, of course, you're working with Laurie Metcalf, who is another Steppenwolf regular. Have you worked a lot with Laurie in the past? We've never worked together before what? Lady Bird. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Uh, we've known each other for 30 years. I've known when I first met Laurie, she was with her daughter Zoe, who was four years old, running around the theater. So we've known each other for a very long time, and we've never done anything together. A couple of close calls, but it didn't. it never worked out. So we were so delighted to be able to do this together because even though we haven't worked together, we still come from the same ensemble world. We still, we feel like theater people who are kind of sneaking, sneaking onto a movie set to make a movie. She literally could not remember the last movie she had made. She was like, it's been so long. I can't remember. And it's a little weird. It's like, why aren't you working in movies all the time? You're so great. And we should also mention that uh, another play of yours, Loma Vista, was a Steppenwolf. Linda Vista. Linda Vista, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, What's that one about, for those who don't know it? Linda Vista is about a 50-ish man uh, uh, who is recently divorced, uh, has been living in his wife's garage, has a teenage kid, uh, maybe has not lived up to his potential, uh, either as a family man or as a... He's a photographer, uh, and he, the the play talks about his uh, time striking out 
on his own after this divorce, getting his own apartment and starting to to date again. I think that's what the play's about. That's the story of the play. I think what the play is about is a, a man, a white man of a certain age in this uh, in this time we're living in right now, what it means to be... Uh, uh, what it means to be a white man who uh, finds that, uh, oh, I, you know, I used to run the show. I don't run the show anymore. Uh, so I hope it's a it's a kind of view of of uh, a certain kind of American man. Uh, and it's a comedy. I should say it's a comedy. <laughs> and another of your recent plays, Mary Page Marlowe, is yeah. on its way to second stage. It'll be here in the spring. Yeah. 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 yeah, very excited about that. Uh, we did it at Steppenwolf uh, last year, and uh, our hope was to bring that production to New York, but it didn't materialize. It's a hard play. It's a it's a cast of 18. 13 of them are women. It's 11 scenes. It's, a, again, a short play. It's only about 85 minutes long. But uh, it proved too big and bulky uh, uh a production to bring into town. So we're doing a new production at second stage. Lila Neugebauer is directing it. And, yeah, she's uh, great. Yeah. She's really good. And we're, uh, I've never worked with her before. So we're starting to explore that collaboration and I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And in the film, the lover, which was out in the spring uh, and premiered at the Tribeca film festival, you worked with Deborah Winger. What was that like? It's fantastic. Deborah. It's great. We had a great time together. Uh, uh, you know, she's she was the most experienced uh, person on the set, and uh, I so I totally deferred to her and her experience with films, and uh, she was a great uh, scene partner and uh, teacher and personality. She's uh, uh, we we had a great time. You know, Deborah really she she liked the script or she wouldn't have done the thing. Uh, she liked the director. She liked me. Uh, she liked the DP. Deborah was having a good time. I was having a good time. We we had a thoroughly enjoyable experience, and I really love the movie. I think it's I think Aza made a very personal film about love, which again is not easy to do. And I think it's a really uh, individual film. Do you think of yourself as a writer first or an actor? I guess I don't think of myself as either one first. I guess I just have always done both, and they've the careers have always run on parallel tracks. There's been very little crossover. So although you, so although you started acting, it sounds like your professional career in, in Chicago was mostly acting before Taylor Joe took off. Is that right? Were you writing in parallel yeah, with but all see, that? I was a, I, I wrote as a kid. My interest as a kid was in writing. And then I got bit by the theater bug when I was maybe 15 years old by the acting Be, bug. because you were in a school play or because I did a yeah I did a community theater show and then that led to some what was it solid gold Cadillac wow <laughs> that's not the answer I expected <laughs> it was the solid gold Cadillac at, at, in Tishomingo Oklahoma uh, uh, the director had asked my father to do it my father was a amateur actor at the time uh, and, uh, and he was a school teacher, but he did some college and community theater. And the director knew my dad and asked him to do it. And dad didn't want to drive to Tishomingo. It was too far away. So she asked me to be in it. Clever. At the age of 15, Clever. knowing that dad would have to drive me to Tishomingo. So dad said, all right, I might as well be in it. That was my first play. And have you ever written a part for yourself? No. Why not? Just no interest. I just don't think I would be 
uh, as good at either job if I was trying to do both at the same time. I, I just think, I don't know, Orson Welles is not walking in the door anytime soon, and I, I, I think it's an act of hubris uh, to think, well, the best person to play this part I've written is me. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to knock other people who do it if they can. I just find I'm, I'm better suited to concentrate on one job at a time. One way of being, right? I mean, acting is very public. You're, you're, you're spending time with people. You're in an ensemble. You're sharing with an audience or you're sharing with the camera and a, and a giant crew, technicians. Writing, before you get into the rehearsal room, writing is very private. You know, it's a very, it requires a lot of solitude, a lot of time with yourself, a lot of uh, interior work interior versus exterior. So they use different parts of my personality and I just don't want to mix those together. And you started to answer this a little earlier, but I, one of my questions is, do you write when you're acting in a play or in a film or in a TV show? And it sounds like not in a play because it takes a lot out of you or it uses the other part of you. That, yeah, explain it depends. that. I, I, like when I was doing Virginia Woolf on Broadway, I would come home exhausted uh, to my apartment, to my sublet here in New York where Carrie and I were staying, and I would go into the office and I would sit down at my typewriter and I would write for an hour. I don't know. It was a way of kind of regaining my private self. Seems like the oppo- that play seems like the opposite of the thing that would, <laughs> that would give you the energy to write. I know, and I wrote a very strange play. Oh, what was it? Uh, it's called The Scavenger's Daughter. It's never been done. It's my unprodu- I wrote my unproducible play while doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> Hopefully somebody will do it sometime. It's it's a combination of big and weird, which uh, has proven difficult to get on stage. But you find you have more time when you're doing film and TV to write, that is. Yeah. One of the great things about film and TV for me is that it doesn't take very long. I mean, we shot Lady Bird in a month. We right. shot The Lovers in a month. Uh, I shot the movie Christine in a month. Uh a month doesn't even get you through the rehearsal period of a play. So the idea that I can step into something, uh, put on a put on a suit of clothes for a month, and then step out of it, and I'm done forever, it's actually very uh, enticing to me right now. You were born in Tulsa, as I understand it. Yep. And your mother is the novelist Billy Letts? Yep. Apparently, she has said about your work, I try to be upbeat and funny. Everybody in Tracy's stories gets naked or dead. She did say that. Yeah. Now, that was certainly true initially, right? Like <laughs> Bug, for instance, or Killer Joe. There was there was a, um, I hesitate to use the word sensationalism, but something, surprising things happened. Many big surprising things happened. In yeah. But I would, ha- I would not describe your plays that way now, really at all. Have you mellowed with age? What's the shift? Uh, you Probably. There's a little bit of that and, and just... I don't know. I think if you have the same interests as a 50-year-old you had as a 20-year-old, probably you haven't, uh, probably you're not developing the way you should as a human being. Uh, I've never really wanted, as a writer especially, I've never wanted to uh, repeat myself. Uh, Steinbeck said that uh, writing something is the act about growing it. And I, I think that's true for me. As soon as I've written something and I've gotten it up on stage, I have no interest in uh, uh, 
revisiting the themes or situations that play. I think I think some people find that a little frustrating. After August Osage County, my next play was Superior Donuts, and they were so different in uh, just in the container of the plays, the world of the plays, the the tone of the of the pieces. But I had done August. I didn't want to do August again. I didn't want to just keep living in that world. I wanted to continue to uh, continue to explore. I, I, that's that's the kind of artist I want to be anyway. There are some people I think who have been able to uh, continually revisit the well, and they continually find new things. I do think sometimes that you're you're revisiting the well without even being aware of it. Right? There comes a point where I st- I can look back on some of the old work and say, oh, I was I wasn't even aware I was repeating myself, or that I was revisiting that idea or that theme, and yet there it is repeating itself. It's like it's well, it's subconscious in a way, right? That it keeps coming out the way it does. Yeah. Do your acting and your writing feed each other in any way? Interact with each other in any way? Does one influence the other? And does your experience as an actor, for instance, influence the way you write plays and or yeah, vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they should, right? Uh, they're all storytelling, first and foremost. You're 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 steeped in the world of storytelling. I. I uh, Somebody asked me in a Q&A the other night about this. And uh, I just don't want to... Uh, like why, why I've never directed. Because directors have to worry about things I don't care about. All I really care about is storytelling as an actor and as a writer. And so they absolutely, though they draw on very different sets of skills, they... Uh, they do share a lot in common in terms of the best way to tell a story or uh, illuminate something about the human experience. So the, they absolutely go hand in hand for me. And just on a uh, on a more technical level, uh, you know, you see this thing with actors where you sit around the table and you read the play for the first time and they're great. And then they wander way off into the woods before they come back to being great again. And when they come back to being great again, they're deeper and richer. They've learned a lot in their time in the woods. And so just I observe that as a playwright, and I think, is there a more efficient way to do that? Is there, when I'm acting the next time, do I have to spend as long in the woods to get that deepness and that richness? Or is there a, are there some shortcuts? I think I think that the actor in me teaches the, the writer shortcuts and vice versa. You have deep roots in Chicago, it sounds like, and with the Steppenwolf uh, Theater Company as well. Tell me about the role that city and that uh, theater has played in your life. Huge. Uh, monumental in my life. Uh, I uh, first went to Chicago in the mid-80s, and I fell in love with it. How old were you then? I was twenty, early 20s. And uh, I really fell in love with the city, uh, and I fell in love with the kind of work I was seeing. Uh, a lot of storefront theater, right? Forty seat houses and sixty seats. It's a very particular Chicago thing, right? That storefront theater. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's largely driven by economic forces, of course. But uh, I I so admired uh, the aesthetic, especially in terms of ensemble play, and again. 
in a sense, it's economically driven. We don't have a star system in Chicago. We never really have. Uh, I mean, Bill Peterson's going to sell some tickets in Chicago, and John Mahoney's going to sell some tickets. But the truth is John is, Mahoney in it as well? <laughs> I didn't know that. He's, oh, no, great. he's not oh, in the show not, as well, okay. but yeah. he's actually on our stage right now, and he sells a lot of tickets. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we don't really have a star system. It's always been about the work. It's always been about uh, ensemble work and new work. It's a city that really values new plays. If we do too many revivals at Steppenwolf, we'll hear about it from our subscribers. They will say, no, we like the new stuff. So we actually have very... Uh, adventuresome audiences in Chicago who want to see new things, who want to go into a storefront theater with 40 seats and see somebody do a new play. Uh, that's always been very good for me as a playwright. Uh, and it's developed uh, some skills. When people talk about Chicago actors, they often talk about a kind of uh, rock and roll theater, Malkovich, John Malkovich, kinda... uh, you know, hitting toasters with a golf club, that kind of stuff, right. which was particular to true West to that particular play. But, uh, the truth is we do all sorts of beautiful handmade theater in Chicago. That's what I grew up doing. And I've always had a real affinity for it. Uh, so yeah, I think the Chicago aesthetic has been huge for me. Do you still call Chicago home? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it increasingly hard to stay there as you and your wife both work in more in film and TV? Yes, yeah. it is. We finally uh, got a place here in New York just because we were coming to New York so often and it was getting exhausting to you know, stay in hotels and, and sublets and stuff like that. I've been subletting in New York for 20 plus years right. and so we finally got a place just to make life uh, a little more manageable for us. But no, the, our house is in Chicago. We still call it home, absolutely. I should actually mention for the listeners who don't know, your wife is Carrie Coon, the actress, who yeah. uh, is currently giving a devastating performance in Mary Jane uh, off-Broadway. And she has been in TV shows, including The Leftovers, which everybody in the TV industry who I know is obsessed with her performance. And, yeah. and she was recently nominated for an Emmy in Fargo. Yeah, she's great. I'll, uh, let me editorialize and say Please. It. She's great. Have you ever written a role for her? <laughs> I've not. Though she was in Mary Page Marlowe. When I, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Last year. And uh, I, I don't think she'll be able to be in it when we do it uh, this year uh, in New York. But she's fantastic. She also, uh, I did a, a version of uh, Three Sisters uh, at Chicago a few years ago. And Carrie played uh, Masha. She played oh, okay. Masha in Three Sisters. And she was a great Masha. And what's next for you in terms of acting gigs? Uh, so we're here talking about Lady Bird, but then... Steven Spielberg movie, The Post, comes out yes. at the end of this year. And Carrie and I are both in it. Uh, oh, I actually didn't know she was in it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's coincidence, really, I think. I mean, I don't... Uh, Do you have any scenes together? We're in a couple of shots together, which is... Uh, I don't think we speak to each other. We're in a couple of shots. and We had a great time. It was fun to be on the set with her. It was a lot of fun. But uh, So that's next. And beyond that, no, acting, I don't know beyond that. And plays. So what plays are you working on? Anything you can tell us about? The minutes comes up. I start rehearsals for that on Tuesday and opens in November. Are you, do you think you'll do some tinkering with Mary Page Marlowe before second I stage? Don't know. Yeah. Working on Mary Page Marlowe for the summer, then Linda Vista goes to Mark Taper in the fall right. of eighteen, and then go. Will that get to, to New York? Yeah. Yeah, coming to New York. I hope in the spring of nineteen. Great. 
So oh. yeah, a lot of stuff. You got a lot of stuff coming there. Yeah. Coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be busy for a while. It's not just 2017. Yeah. It's next year too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to end this. Thanks, Tracy. I really appreciate you being here. Great Thanks to talk to you. Thanks very much, Gordon. Yep. By the way, to those people who are listening to this podcast, I don't know what you think Gordon looks like. He doesn't look like my vision of a guy named Gordon Cobbs. And what did I look like? Explain to them. He's a, he's a he's a remarkably good-looking young man. <laughs> uh, my assumption when I saw the name Gordon Cox was that he looked like Studs Terkel. He does not look like Studs Terkel. I'm working on it. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. <laughs> That was Tracy Letts, the Pulitzer and Tony winner whose latest play, The Minutes, is premiering in Chicago and who has a role in Lady Bird, the movie that hits theaters November 3rd. Join me next time when I'll be talking to Harvey Firestein and Michael Yuri about the off-Broadway revival of Torch Song. Until then, see you at the theater. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.